0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of How Dare You Love Yourself. I am Kaylee, And I'm Annika. And today we're going to be talking about how to write a killer resume to get you ready for the next job that you're applying for, whether that's in two days, two months, or in two years. Like, we're here to set you up and give you things that you will remember. Before we get into the episode, however, we need to address... One key factor, Annika, <laughs> you have new hair.
1: I do, and I literally said to Kaylee, I was like, we have to talk about this on the pod because I got bangs, um, which is like shocking for me. Like I, <laughs> I'm not great with change, <laughs> so, um, so getting bangs is like a huge thing. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I have bangs, but um it's been a long time coming I don't know Mm -hmm. like I I mean Kaylee knows but uh, like I have wanted to get bangs for like a while but I was scared so I was like I did the curtain bangs for a while I did the curtain bangs for like you know six months and I was like no Mm -hmm. okay for my next hair appointment I'm just gonna like do it and I was doing a lot of research and I was like no I'm gonna like this it's gonna suit me but (laughs) so (laughs) I was feeling good like I was dead set but I was like a little nervous obviously Mm-hmm. So I got to the hair appointment and like it's this it's like the best hairdresser in my area. I was like, I'm ready, like I'm gonna trust them with my life. Um and you literally are. You literally trust a hairdresser right? with your life. I know, it's such a scary big thing. So I um I was sitting in the chair and obviously like she cut it wet to begin with. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. let me tell you, when she cut it wet and it just sat on my forehead, I was like, Oh, oh no. It's like that moment where I was like <laughs> what like have I done literally and it was like but you can't show that like you can't no. like show that you're not okay so I was sitting there I was like okay no it's fine it's fine like she's gonna style it it's gonna yeah, be fine just have some water and you yeah. just like, I was, like, chugging like sipping down my water. tea. I was like oh god <laughs> but I was like I'm gonna write this out like too late now right anyways yeah. so then she was <laughs> it's like always funny when you're sitting with that like cloak on and you have like you know your wet hair it's like you look like a drowned rat like I was just like oh god <laughs> Like all of my all of my life mistakes have led up to this moment. Like this is oh karma getting me. Like right now. <laughs> um, but then she styled it, and I was like, okay, no, no, like she dried it, and I was like, okay, no, 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 I can do this. I can do this. But it was a shock. I was still like, holy, like holy crap, what have I done? Yeah. Um, and I like, I was sitting there, and like she did the rest of my hair, and the rest of my hair was like curled, and it looked really good. And I was. It like. It looks amazing. Thank you. But I was like, still, I kept. I was like staring at myself. I was like oh my god I look like like I it totally I think has changed what I look like like it's I feel like it's dramatic I don't know if I'm being dramatic but I feel like it's dramatic
0: no it is dramatic though I like the second I saw it and like you snapped me and I was in the car with my friends and I like put it so that everyone could see (laughs) and they were like oh Anastasia Steele like we didn't we couldn't remember what her actual name was We were like Fifty Shades Dakota like hello Dakota Johnson yeah well I was expecting them to be a lot like more wispy than they are like
1: it's like if I like I mean I've kind of put it to the side but like if I do it mm-hmm. like it's like full bangs like
0: yeah <laughs> there's yeah, no like getting around it. Yeah it is.
1: Um but I like like it a little bit like kind of I don't know. Anyway I like I'm it gonna...
0: I think it looks yeah like yeah. that. I think that looks really good. Um no one can see what I'm seeing but <laughs> believe me it looks really good.
1: Um moral of the story is that as we record this episode, I'm just going to be like looking at myself this entire time because I'm like still so like un- I'm like on unsteady footing with my appearance. I'm like, oh my God, something's so drastically different right now. <laughs> but my the moral of this story is I had been wanting to do bangs for a while. And I was like, if I had never have done it, I would have always been like, what if? Like I would yeah. have always obsessed over like Pinterest photos of bangs. So now I have them and I'm like, OK, I can say I have bangs and then I can grow them out or I can keep them short. Like, you know, I've got yeah. options now. So yeah yeah anyway it's a long tangent
0: (laughs) but it's it's dramatic so it had to be discussed we could not not discuss it absolutely
1: Um, okay, but moving on to the episode.
0: Yeah, Kayleigh. the real reason why you clicked I, listen. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You mean people don't want to hear about my bangs for like half an hour? I mean, we'll do that <laughs> next week. We'll do a whole a episode bit. on hair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Kaylee, what is the importance of writing a good resume? Just to kind of get us to starting to think about resumes.
0: Yeah, so pretty much it is the first thing that an employer sees of you or Mm. knows of you like that's your first impression that's what they have in mind before you go for an interview before you walk in the door this is the entirety of who you are to them yeah which is kind of daunting and kind of scary Mm. but something else that i want to pinpoint is that if a company is scouting for people and say it's a big corporation They will have hundreds of applicants for this one particular role. So your resume is really important in like, how are you going to stand out from the person before you and the person after you? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So why are they going to select you for an interview? I think is a big one.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think, like, even in general, writing a good resume now, I mean, I know that most of our listeners are, like, either high school or university-based. Writing a good resume now will actually set you up for life. Like, these skills are so important. As Kaylee was saying, like, this is your first chance of an impression. Um, And actually, uh, research has shown that uh, an employer will only look at a resume for about seven seconds. Yeah. So that's literally, like... Pick up the resume scan it and then yes or no pile like that's all that yeah. happens in that time so there's no like there's no like extensively reading Like, there's no actual, like, concentration on what's happening. It's, like, they'll literally scan it. If they see what they're looking for, they'll put it in the yes pile. If they don't, then it's a no, Mm -hmm. right? So you could have, like, really good experience. But if your resume isn't set out well or if it doesn't have the, like, important things that they're looking for, it's a no, right? Mm -hmm. So this is why we kind of decided to do an episode about it because we really do believe that this is super important and skills you need to know now. Like, the sooner the better.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, 100%. And what we have done as well is we have set up a resume template. So if you go to our website, this is like I feel so weird just plugging this, but if you go to our website at the how dare you love yourself podcast.wordpress.com.au, you'll actually find. I know it's a really long one, but <laughs> it's our it's literally the podcast name. Um, If you go to that or our link tree, so in our Instagram bio, we have a link tree and we have a link to the resume through that. You can download it and create your own resume. And it does not take long. It'll probably take maybe even half an hour, but it is such a crucial thing to have sitting there. Like you don't know when you're gonna need this. You might need it like really quickly, an opportunity might come up and you need to send it to someone Mm -hmm. on the ASAP. Um, It's such a valuable thing to have so it's free download it um we also have some other resources on our website as well like our weekly timetable or weekly schedule so it's just a research bank card website but it's all there for you and to help you you're welcome xxx (laughs) (laughs) xoxo (laughs)
1: um okay kaylee what is the employer actually looking for in a resume
0: yeah now, before we go into this, I also just want to make something very clear. There's a difference between lying on your resume and embellishing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like that's that's just the reality of it. Genuinely put who you are because your employer could be looking for someone who is completely different to what you're putting on your resume. Or if you lie and say you have qualities that they are looking for and you get the role you're ultimately putting yourself in a role that you're not going to enjoy for mm-hmm. example they could be looking for someone to go in a role that's really creative and dynamic and it's not a static role it's something that changes every day and it involves working with a whole bunch of people and different teams so if you're someone that isn't spontaneous if you're someone that can't think on your feet and you prefer structure and a routine then that role isn't going to be the one for you. So genuinely put down your skill set and your interests and who you are because you just might not be a fit for that role and they might be looking for specific qualities that you might just not have and it's actually doing you a favour.
1: 100%. I agree with that and I also think that um, at the end of the day, if you're not kind of being truthful to who you are as well, then it's going to be a lot more difficult for you to... Um, adapt to that role even if it's a role that you want and you think you can be good at if you start the job and you're like you quickly realize you're a bit of uh, like a fish out of water it's harder yeah. to recover from lying than it is to just be like look I know I've had this experience but like I'm a little new here can someone just like kind of yeah. give me a little bit more extra training right so being honest like I think definitely you can like a little bit exaggerate perhaps but yeah it's so all like, in the em- wording embellish <laughs> yeah it's all in the wording right like don't make stuff up but word it in a way that packages it really well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, like, for an example um, in doing that, like one of my friends had experience with a magazine company and she was like, I've had no experience in, like, the media communications field. I was like, but you interned for a magazine company. Mm. She was like, I didn't really do anything. And I was like, that's okay. Like, you don't have to do anything, Mm. but you know, it's the language that you, you use through this experience. I was able to observe key figures in this industry, do X, Y, Z, and I was in discussions with them. So while it's like, I didn't actually publish a magazine or I didn't edit a paragraph or I didn't write a feature, like you still had some sort of experience. Yes. If that makes sense. hundred percent. Um,
1: I think also another key important thing to recognize is that Kaylee and I are talking about building a stock resume. And yeah. what I mean by that is that you need and you have to change your resume depending on the job that you're applying for. Yeah. So one of the key things that employers look for is a resume that's tailored to the job or the role that you're applying for. Mm-hmm. So if you have like six different experiences that you want to include in the resume, it's not only just about like including the moves and like kinda of letting that be. Order the experience in a specific like prioritize specific experience that's most relevant. Or mm-hmm. write about things in a slightly different way. So for example if you did like I don't know, like Jukebed write about the experiences in a way that is the most relevant so if you're applying for like an outdoorsy type company focus a lot on like the camp side of it if you're applying Mm. for like a volunteer-based company focus on the volunteer side of it so Mm -hmm. I mean every experience has different facets to it so make sure that you do your research and we'll talk about this a little bit later but do your research and know what the the I guess like employer is looking for with the role and then tailor and like curate your experience just to, to suit that so you you mm-hmm. need to be like almost creating a new like tailored resume for every person so like if we think about the resume as like a piece of fabric <laughs> we want to then
0: like tailor it into a different dress for every job yeah. you're applying for yeah and like that's I mean one of my friends at the moment she had to apply for something um, and it was about like community driven and like working with children and stuff Mm. and so it's going to be less around like oh I worked at a takeaway place like I was a retail worker or I worked in hospitality it's more going to be things like I you know we did a thing called gift of bread which is like where you'd go out and like package bread and then deliver it to homeless shelters Mm. to like um like to help feed people so you focus more on the community driven aspects that you participated in and what was your involvement in the community that's going to be at the forefront. And then your other quote unquote job experiences might not have as much weight in the resume. You can still list yeah. it there, but it's not going to be the forefront of what you did yes. because it's not as relevant to the job you're applying for.
1: 100%. And that then introduces the importance of doing your research. Um, so employers want to know and want to see that you actually know what role you're applying for Mm -hmm. and so what that means your research should be into the company so you should look at things like the recent news of the organization um, what type of facilities or I guess opportunities are there at the organization Um, and kind of understanding like what are the particular aims or goals of the organization as well will help you tailor that resume to best suit the application but also just for your understanding like not only for the resume but if you do get through to the interview that sort of understanding is really crucial um yeah so yeah importance of research um and then kind of one other little minor point that i wanted to say there is a difference between a cv and a resume Mm um same with the cover letter but a cv is like all of your experience and all of your achievements ever And it can be like a longer document, right? It's literally just like put everything down. Whereas a resume should be no longer than a page, maybe two if you have like, you know, if you've been working for like 50 years, you may need two pages, right? But I would say like my rule is that for like uni students, you shouldn't really need to be taking up two pages you should be able to synthesize it down to one and that is literally just like the icing on the cupcake here's the like the best bit of what I've done yeah. right if they ask for a CV then you can kind of go into more detail and include like you know all these awards you won in like grade seven if that's relevant but just <laughs> curate it really well so that it's like a short um like packaged gift almost of the resume mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um moving on to the next. Um, I guess, like, the crux of this episode. Yeah. Do you want to get started, Kaylee? How actually do we write a killer resume? Like, what do we need to know? What do we need to do to do this?
0: I think that the, the one thing that everyone knows you include in a resume is skills Mm. like what skills do you have like it's kind of broken down into different segments you have like your personal details about yourself you have your skill set you have your experience and then you have like your references for example like those are the kind of categories that the resume is broken down into in terms of skills everyone puts good communicator (laughs) as their skill set like everyone puts good as good communication the thing to really keep in mind when you're listing skills is to be as specific as possible. Yes. So, for example, I'm just going to give two really good examples that you might be able to implement in yours to not use like the stock standard. I'm a good communicator. I work well collaboratively. So, instead of good communicator, that could be like the start of it and then put a semicolon and then explain how you are a good communicator. So for example, if you're working in a hospitality role, then you might say able to communicate well with people of different ages, from young children to the elderly, as well as individuals who may have difficulty speaking English. Okay, that's saying how you're a good communicator Mm -hmm. and how it's going to fit in the role. If you're working in customer service, good communicator, great, like we need that, but how? you know are you able to really listen to people and take on feedback really well um, so another common one is can work well collaboratively so be specific can you say like i will naturally take on a leadership position when working in a group by helping to manage others and keep the team on track in order to meet deadlines right this is really important if you're going to be in a role where you might have to be a leader and might have to take on that mentoring role so still use like the idea of the stock standard ones, but explain how you show that skill set. That's being that really specific and you don't have to write paragraphs, just write one sentence on it.
1: So I think kind of building off of that, um, there is this one technique that's really good and it's called the STAR framework. And what mm-hmm. that stands for is situation, task, Action and result. So, what it's really looking at is this idea of cause and effect. So, as Kaylee was saying, being specific is crucial. But the way that you can actually like package that those specific details is through that framework. So, what that could look like is, for example, if you're trying to show that you're, as kelly was mentioning, like a good communicator, set up. And this is like literally can be done in a sentence, right? It doesn't need to be yeah. a full paragraph. And don't ever write a full paragraph <laughs> in your <laughs> resume. Um, But it can just look something like um, I was tasked each day um, at delivering um, presentation skills on how to write a resume to an audience of over 100 people um, and was able to effectively like retain engagement and, um, you know, increase collaboration to effectively like, um oh my God, I've totally just lost my train of thought, but kind of (laughs) set up the situation so I had to deliver um resume content to an audience of 100 people and then the action that you took so i spoke you know like i was able to keep them engaged and then kind of like the result is that you um not only like practice communicating to an audience of over 100 people but you also you know for example received really good feedback you know i was awarded the best like public speaker in my school or things like that um mm-hmm. so that you're actually kind of showing details and the benefit also of the STAR framework is that you can then integrate this idea of showing and not telling. So yeah. um, I actually have a slightly different approach from Kaylee in that I don't list my skills in a separate topic. Um, I actually integrate my skills under each of the like I- relevant experiences. And I think that both, oh. yeah, both approaches are fine, but it just means that for me, instead of just having like skills like communication, blah, 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 I integrate that depending on the role. So, like, for example, with my tutoring job, you know, like I will integrate through the staff framework and basically show that I'm good at communication without specifically saying, like, I'm good at communication. Um, and mm-hmm. I'll show that through a relevant examples, as Kaylee was talking about, like, you know, I'm if I, could, I take a leadership position and things like that, I'll show that through specific examples. But another really good way to show your skills is to quantify them. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is if you can actually be like, for example, I presented to an audience of over a hundred people. That immediately makes it sound a hell of a lot mo- more. Mo- oh my god, a hell of a <laughs> lot more impressive than just saying I, pre- I I presented to people.
0: Yeah, like a group of people. Yeah,
1: like. same thing. Like even if you're like, um, for example, if you've been competing in a sport, instead of just saying um, like I won this competition, can you say like? I came first out of 300 participants like again that mm-hmm. just completely elevates the impressiveness of it um mm-hmm. so that it kind of looks um or that sort of more
0: noticeable to an employer that's only looking at a resume for seven seconds um i guess just going off of what arnica said like we do have two kind of different approaches to resumes and there's no right or wrong way it's kind of it's more like so sk- whatever i was just gonna yeah, say it's also like-
1: the skills of how you show it as opposed to like the layout perhaps
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like what's relevant to your experiences and your skills and then what's relevant to the role that you're applying for. Whereas for me, for example, because I've had experiences within my, like within the marketing and media industry through like internships and stuff for me, instead of having skills listed under the experience. So for example, um, I did a three month internship at the start of last year. And so I would say what my you know, title was, what the company was, the duration of how long I was there for. And then under that, I would specifically say things that I worked on or what my specific experience was. So rather than just saying I was a marketing intern at this company, I would say that under that role, I managed the company's Facebook through posting and um, running reports and analytics. And then, you know, what's another thing that I did for that company? I supported the team for a commercial shoot through reviewing, copy and giving feedback. So like being really specific about the tasks that you did in that experience. So another one, right? Like I helped this, um, I was doing like some freelance work with this company. And instead of just saying freelance work with this company for this duration of time, under that, I would say I helped to increase their organic Instagram following by two hundred percent in two months. Right, mm-hmm. that's a big standout. If I'm going to work in a social media role, that's going to separate me from someone else who says experience in social media. And you've quantified like I've said, it I have experience. Well. I've quantified it one hundred percent, and I've said like this is the success and the result that I had. So it's like a bit like what Annika was saying, showing my skills, but saying like this was actually my experience, not just the title, this is what I did.
1: Yeah. Um, so the quantification goes like beyond I did this many hours. Like you definitely can. Like if you've for example done a diploma mm-hmm. and it's like nine hundred hours in a year, like that's impressive. Um, but also like can you show the results through quantification? So like Kaylee said, I increased in like social media engagement by two hundred percent. Like Things like that is is really crucial to put on a resume as it stands out. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing you can do is it's this thing called the superstar effect. Um, and basically what that is, is that um, the more you can kind of include unique experiences or perhaps unique achievements, um, the better. So, for example, if I were to say... Um, just like as a general example, I I won a running race as opposed to saying I won the national dart throwing competition. <laughs> um, the reason why the dart throwing competition, in a sense, seems a lot more like impressive, is because most people don't know what it takes to win a dart running, a dart throwing competition. But a lot of people mm-hmm. know what's involved in winning a running competition. So this idea of the superstar effect is putting in as, as many unique things or achievements that you've done so that it kind of almost like reduces the other person's ability to rationalize or immediately label everything you would have had to do. And it creates almost this like mysterious effect of like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like she won a dart throwing competition. Like, wow. Yeah. Like that's really impressive as opposed to just saying she, she won a running race it's like oh yeah okay like I could win a running race if I just trained more right or if yeah. I had more tenacity right but it's like I don't actually know what you need to do to win a dart throwing competition so that can also be this like superstar effect can also be useful for you when figuring out what information to include on your resume as well like I actually interestingly often put in my equestrian success on my resume mm-hmm. Depending on the job, obviously. Um, but the way that I'm able to do that is because I package it to show my skills of things like inter- interpersonal communication. So, obviously, like communicating with nonverbal beings, um, mm-hmm. which seems basic, but is really crucial for writing. Um, yeah. Also, things like how many hours I put in and then some achievements. So, it shows that I'm like committed and things like that. But a lot of people don't perhaps know what it takes to win like you know a horse riding competition right it's a little bit more like oh okay I'm not entirely sure like this is kind of impressive so thinking about what information to put on there as well and then also how to
0: package it is is pretty important too just a really small side note we're not going to talk too much about referees the more reputable they are obviously the better yeah borrow the magic of other people's roles Yeah. And it's very common to like get your cousin and be like, hey, can I put your name and my resume under Bob Smith and say that you're my manager at Macca's? Like, (laughs) don't like everyone's going to do that. But like in big roles that you're applying for, just don't like, do you have a mentor in the industry? Do you have someone that can be a really, really great referee for you? Like the more reputable they are so much better but always have at least two it's really important to always have at least two referees
1: i actually don't think you need to say you don't need to list your referees on your resume i think that in my approach i always put referees available upon request and then i have a list of like certified so like i know that like this many people will be a referee for me if needed and then if they inquire and ask then i provide the referees um but for me it takes up too much space and is actually like not like, for me, it's like if they want, if they're really interested in me, then they'll ask for it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, as Kelly was saying, like, the better the referees, like, the better, obviously, right? Like, the more reputable mm-hmm. and engaging they are. Um, and always make sure that the other person's okay to do that because you never know, like, they could call yeah. up a referee without checking with you. So make sure you check with your
0: referee beforehand. Yeah. And just with what Anika was saying, double check as well because there are sometimes where some companies expect to have referees, especially if you're like, um, if, you're a teacher, for example, they, they're going to expect referees. Like it depends on the role that you're going into. But in some industries, they definitely expect referees to be on there. Some not. So always just double check.
1: Now, in terms of another thing to include, a lot of people miss this, but putting your availability at the top of your resume is really crucial, especially yeah. if you're going for a job in the hospitality industry. If you can say available Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, they will know like immediately, OK, this person is like right. Um, even just by looking at availability and a lot of people miss this when putting in like information and content so I think that's just a key thing to include as well
0: yeah and like with the hospitality industry it's like like I said different industries have different expectations but if you're applying for like a really busy cafe in the hospitality industry and you don't put that you're available on weekends chances are they're not going to even look at you Mm. because quite often some industries want people who are available seven days a week. And if not seven days a week, at least one weekend day. And that's a fact in the hospitality industry. Like if you don't work weekends, there's a very minimal chance that they'll hire you.
1: Yeah. I guess just kind of quickly, some topics to include on your resume. And I'm pretty sure this is Mm. already laid out in Kaylee's, um, in the, like, template template. yeah I was like draft no template that we put (laughs) on the website um but key I guess topic areas are it depends on the job again but education so Mm -hmm. um things like your ATAR if relevant um any like key awards even from university um experience and oftentimes put your experience first um so like work experience and things like that and obviously order that experience in terms of what's most relevant or impressive for the job um achievements if again if needed or if relevant so specific awards that maybe look like look really good for the world you're going for um extracurricular activities again this one is probably like if you had to cut anything it may be this one depending um like i know for example kaylee did really well in like public speaking and debating so that would be an extracurricular i would say definitely keep um just because it shows good communication skills and things like that um And then lastly, also like professional skills. So again, if relevant, sorry, I feel like I'm like quantifying each by being like, if relevant, if relevant. But um, this could be things like, for example, I can use the Adobe workshop, like Premiere Pro edition things like that, especially if you're applying for a job in like media, that's really important. Um, Or things just like PowerPoint, Excel, if you speak another language, this would be a good place to put it
0: as well. Mm -hmm. And with that professional skills, like, a lot of the examples that we're using are media and marketing driven because that's just particular yeah. in like what we both study. Yeah. Um, but if you know that you're going to be in this industry, and if you're looking for jobs in this industry, the best thing that you can do is short online courses. For example, if you're going to work in um the digital marketing industry, You can go into Facebook and they have so many short courses that you can do Mm. so that you become certified working on Facebook. LinkedIn learning. Um, HubSpot is like a big one for us. Like, I'm getting accredited in HubSpot, which is um, like a customer relationship management tool. So, within your industry, are there any online courses that you can do that don't take up a long time? But to have that Mm. under professional skills, is huge. If it's yeah. between you and another candidate and you've done eight online courses that mean that you pretty much know this application back to front, it's going to make you a lot more desirable. We could
1: potentially like if needed go down and break it down a little bit more in a future episode mm. if needed, but the template that we've included on the website should be really helpful. Um yeah. and of course ask us if you've got any questions because this is like super important and if we haven't elaborated it elaborated enough on something that you like are really stuck on just shoot us an email or a dm Mm -hmm. or anything
0: like that and we'd be happy to go through it in more detail and we have so many more episodes coming up kind of along these lines so for example how to nail a job interview um once you get into the industry things like how to write a really good email like these are things that people don't really explain to you and you're just like expected to know how to do it and like there's not a right and wrong way, but there's a good way and a bad way, right? <laughs> so um, yeah, like the next few episodes that we're going to be doing are going to be along the same kind of lines. And I think it's so valuable to have someone like tell you, this is literally how you have to do these life skills in X, Y, um, Z. Kaylee, what is our sustainability tip of the week? So this one is more just things to consider with your resume. So um, do you need to print it? Or can you simply mm-hmm. email it to the company? So nowadays, snail mail, it's not, it's not common. <laughs> like you don't need to literally print out your email, put it in an envelope and send it to a company. Email it to them. And then if you're going to an interview, maybe a good question to ask is, would you like me to bring a copy of my resume yeah, to this idea. interview? Mm-hmm. Because they might not even look at it. They might not even need it. Um, quite often now, I know that it's just emailing your resume to people and not even bringing it in. Mm. If it's a two page resume, do you really need to print it on two pages or can you double side it and print out the exact number that you need? Like if you're going on a job hunt, don't print out 50 resumes <laughs> if you're only going to go to 10 places. Yeah. Like just things to consider. Be mindful. In the process. Yeah. Okay. What is your song of the
1: week? So my song is called No Doubt, and it's by Camila Cabello, and it's from her new album called Familiar. I'm obsessed oh. with Camila Cabello, actually. I, I don't was know.
0: literally going to say.
1: Yeah, like, just, I think, do you know what it is? I just, I love Latina, like, Lat- Spanish-inspired music, like Cuban. Mm. I mean, obviously, you know, like, Camila Cabello is Cuban, but just, like, really strong on, like, the instrumental, like, heavy drums um trumpets and like fast beat I don't know like something about it just totally just totally gets me so um (laughs) I'd say her whole entire album but if I had to choose my current fave it'd be no doubt how about you so
0: interesting
1: mine is
0: Cleopatra by the Lumineers have you heard this song yeah I love it I love the Lumineers oh they have some bangers like I was driving home from a friend's house last night And I've probably listened to this song like three times in the drive home. And it was like a five minute drive.
1: They always, the Lumineers have um, a lot of songs named after women. Mm. They've got Angela, Ophelia. Ophelia. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think maybe that's it. But like (laughs) three is still significant. (laughs) They have a lot of songs named after women. We can name three. (laughs) I'm sure there are more. If there are more, we'll put them in. (laughs)
1: We'll post them on Instagram. (laughs) okay well thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode we hope that it was helpful and like helpful on the practical side as well um we're really trying to lean into giving like good study and work skills that are really needed as well um so of course let us know if you want us to go into any more detail with anything but if not thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week